Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tiantian with your market view. Now, all eyes on China after the country announced a more targeted approach to handle the pandemic. Now, while that has provided a boost to Chinese stocks, for how long can this continue? And in the meantime, private equity firms are seeing an increased number of ultra-wealthy Chinese investors exploring bigger investments in private assets as they seek shelter from wild swings in public markets. Question is, does it make sense for investors to protect themselves from the ongoing volatilities by turning to private equity funds, which is also seen as a form of high-risk investment? Now, for more, let's find out from Nick Xiao, VP of Highwind Holdings and CEO of Highwind International. Hi, Nick, how are you? Uh, hello, Tian Tian. How are you? Thanks for inviting me for the show. Uh, thank you very much. And great to have you on the show as well. And Nick, to get us started, tell us more about Highwind International, the work that you do, and in particular, the type of investors you serve. Uh, sure. Thanks, Tian Tian. Highwind International the the international arm of Highwind Holdings, right. which is one of the top three independent wealth managers in China. We operate a number of businesses across wealth management, asset management, fiduciary services, and one new division, which was set up recently, private markets, uh, exactly to broker capital and our clients and the fund managers, as you just said, about the, uh, the, about the private equity and the VC market. Right. And earlier this month, Nick, uh, I believe you've linked some 20 ultra-wealthy investors with private equity companies such as uh, Carly Group. As wealthy Chinese seek bigger investments in private assets amid the current volatilities in public markets. So tell us more about this trend and how it is reshaping the private equity landscape. Uh, sure. Thanks, Nintian. <laughs> that lunch <laughs> gathering for the presentation by a leading or tennis manager has been reported and a uh, got about recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, High Wing is a very important distribution partner for leading PEVC hedge fund managers around the world. Uh, we are uniquely positioned to bring the right clients with the right risk appetite uh, to them. Uh, recently, we did observe many large PEVC managers setting up coverage people uh, they are called head of a private wealth, head of a private bank, head of a high net worth, specifically targeting wealth managers like us. Mm. Uh, this is a convergence of uh, many trends, including for global PE and VC managers. Traditionally, they got money from pension funds, sovereign wealth funds, and, uh, and insurance companies. But increasingly, they discovered high net worth people, ultra high net clients, they are a very strong and a growing source of funding for them. Right. The, at the same time, large institutional managers like a pension fund, the teachers, you know, fund, they realize with the public market allocation dropping in value mm. due to the recent volatility, due to allocation constraints, the money they can allocate to PEVC also drops. So all the P managers, they, I would say, rediscovered high net worth people as a very important source of funding. In the meantime, for wealth managers like us, we create a long-term value for clients by allocating their hard-earned money into public market and private market. And we discovered through empirical studies and through our work with the client for the past uh, almost two decades that mm. a very curated portfolio 
with positions in public market and private market can deliver clients very improved risk return profile over the long term. So I would say for PE managers, they need high level clients and high level clients want to allocate into that space. And the wealth managers like High Wing are the very best bridge for them, if I can say so. Right. And in that case, really want to find out, Nick, what type of private equity assets are the ultra wealthy investors looking at? Are we talking about private equity, real estate assets or startups? What kind of size, which funding rounds are we looking at? Uh, sure. Actually, all of these. Uh, you know, Asian clients, they are very successful. Mm-hmm. They made the fortune. They made the name through very smart, you know, investing entrepreneurial activities and greater stamina. So for a typical rich client in North Asia, say Hong Kong, mainland China, or Southeast Asia, or Singapore, they, they typically say, I want to be at the very beginning of a future winners and disruptors. Right. If they go in with a portfolio approach to the future winner space, then we're talking about venture capital funds. In the meantime, the client will say, Nick, I love a PE. I love the dominant players of important sectors, be it you know, pharmaceutical, payment, financial services, logistics, and a lot of the tech subsectors. Then maybe you go for PE. You take a positions, again, in a diversified manner in the current winners and the immediate winners. In the meantime, clients often say, mm. as the Asian clients always do, they love real estate. Right. It's tangible, it's interesting, and uh, they feel much better owning it. <laughs> and uh, uh, mm. that's why we also introduce our clients one as a class called the real estate funds. Mm. Interestingly, inter- uh, real estate funds can give clients a very nice combination of a coupon or mm. the rental payment right. dividend, as well as capital gain uh, 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 along the way. So for uh, early stage VC, late stage PE, buy the fund, and the real estate, real estate fund, clients love all of it. Some yeah. family offices, which are very big, they also look at the infrastructure that's mm. already in the hardcore institutional space. Well, Nick, there's this question that I also really want to find out from you. We know that private equity strategy is not always a sure bet, right? The cost of debt to fund those large buyouts, that has increased as rates creep higher. Chances are these unlisted assets, they are also rarely valued and the cash flow projected, they may not always be realised. So take us through, does it make sense or to what extent does it make sense for investors to turn to private equity to escape the ongoing market volatilities in the public market? Uh, Sure, very good question, Tian Tian. I would say clients go to private equity or private market assets for three uh, uh, values. The first one is a diversification, definitely so. The second one is, is to join forces with a very proven long-term investment manager or the P houses, VC houses. And the third thing, is some, interestingly, is a discipline, right? If you allocate a reasonable amount, the right amount of wealth into alternatives, the very illiquidity, the very lockup that people, you know, face over the next five or eight or ten years mm. can help improve your portfolio because you have a, you know, velocity-driven trading volatile part which you lose your sleep over. But in the meantime, you have your money safely in a strong investment thesis, looked after by the right wealth manager in partnership with the PE manager. But of course, there are there are pitfalls along the way. Um, uh, the first pitfall is 
you, I, we advise clients to invest into PEVC in a diversified way. Never bet one, one or two, you know, blockbuster deals or phenomenal trades, right? We haven't mm. seen some recent blow-ups uh, 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 reading the news. Mm. The second pitfall is that clients should really know the illiquidity. So never allocate short-term or even medium funding to this space. You allocate the bottom tier of your total wealth, the wealth that can be stored away in equity mm. or VC for the next five or eight or 10 years. The mm. third thing is, you sh- they, they should be very careful with due diligence. Sometimes clients can read, can do desperate research, but they should also leverage the very strong gatekeeping or assurances capability of wealth managers like us. And something people talk about a lot, that the fees. Mm-hmm. You know, the fee structures of a PE manager can be 21 pages with uh, 15 caveats. Clients, we advise them to look at fees mm-hmm. very carefully to, right. to, to make sure they get a fair deal all the time. Right, all right. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Nick Xiao, VP of Highwind Holdings and CEO of Highwind International. Well, uh, Nick, in the interest of time, I'll put these two questions together. One is that PwC estimates suggest that high net worth assets could reach as much as 120 trillion US dollars by 2025. Do you agree with this assessment and what are some of the top markets for you? Definitely, I agree with the huge content of a private wealth and uh, high wing as a wealth manager, we think we are in the blue ocean. In China, we call it blue mm-hmm. ocean, the super cycle, the super trend. Mm-hmm. Then for top markets, uh, you mean geographical uh, footprint of the firm. Yes, that's uh, right. If you mean that, uh, I would say China mainland is still the foundation of our franchise. Mm-hmm. But we are looking at the international space for two reasons. One, Chinese clients, institutional, high net worth, they want to allocate their wealth into the global space for better risk return and also to capture new opportunities in areas that traditionally uh, uh, not in the China onshore. The second reason we want to be international is that the global capital, they want to embrace China Alpha and they need a guide to steer them into the complicated but hugely rewarding China entry market. Right. So that's why High International mm. is a gateway for both sides. Okay. And also, before we let you go, Nick, I want to pose this question to you. China has announced a more targeted approach in handling the pandemic. So that has provided a boost to Chinese markets. We also saw Hong Kong shares leading gains yesterday and today as well. To what extent do you think that would affect investments into private equity assets then? Um, one, they improved the sentiment, helped everything, right? <laughs> and also, very importantly, with the public markets reawakening, warming up, the exit routes for many unicorns and PE funds and VC funds are reopening. So this, is, this might be the beginning of the next open sesame era when all the, all the deals and good companies, they can monetize through public market exit. And the clients, they can get all the cash back and the IRRs. So public market as a destination for many PE and VC investments would help a lot. In the meantime, with the public markets warming up, the debt financing could flow again to support 
not just the P fund in the bio strategy, but for all the operating companies in the portfolio of the P fund. So uh, a rejuvenated public market can help everything, but for clients, they should never forget the reason for them to be in the private mm. market in the first place. Yeah. Let's be long-term, be Warren Buffett, and be rewarded for the next one, yes. Right, we'll love to. And one very quick one, Nick. Uh, what do you think are some key investment trends for the ultra-high net worth individuals that we should also know of? I would say clients are more discerning. Clients have greater stamina. Clients are using advisors better. And the clients are setting up single-family offices so that they have a much stronger control and a much, much more accuracy in assessing everything. All right. Thank you very much, Nick. That was Nick Xiao, VP of Highwind Holdings and CEO of Highwind International on the line. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.